Shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. This is episode 99 of Cowboys Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. And we are coming in hot into episode number 99, the great one. What is I, up? I would hope that this is a great show. I uh, 99 episodes. Cannot confirm or deny that statement, but... Uh, Who would have thought? Not me. Here we are. We talked to... <laughs> look at uh, us. Just look at us. <laughs> I remember talking to... Weren't we talking to Randy Bernard at one point? He, he was like, man... Just we'll, we'll we'll get Wayne on the on that ninety nine. Yeah, me. need Randy to pull through for the boys. Happen. I text him. Got ghosted. Damn, he's quite a busy fella. You know who else has ghosted me so far? I'd actually, I'm not gonna say because they might come through. So I don't. Yeah, we say can't. That. We can't. Yeah, we can't throw anybody under the bus except for Randy because he promised us. <laughs> I don't. He made, a Chris, he made a Christmas promise. I think to he have just, Wayne, I think he just Wayne around the show. It. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. But it's kind of like Brett Kissel wanting to get on a bull. Where's that guy now? Mm, oh, man, he, we ain't heard from him in a time. We ain't heard know. from him. In a, he was scared of us for a beer the bo- punch. The bull's loaded, man. He's turned out. <laughs> oh, ugh. Not even a doctor out. Just a straight no straight, show. Straight turn. Non-notified fine, turn out. Fine. He's fine. Non-notified. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then and NTO. Um, <laughs> that's, anyways, that's a straight fine. <laughs> anyways, Cowboy Shit is proudly sponsored by Circle 4 beverage company check them out ranchwater.ca they got the sweet water the ranch water for those of you who don't know ranch water is a hard seltzer with tequila tastes like a margarita margarita in a can only better because it's made in canada and it's delightful and you don't have to make it yourself yeah you just it's ready to drink rtd it makes your life one. easy crack cold one pour it over some ice if you salt your ram go just rock and roll drink it out of the can if you don't you know? just drink it out of the can whatever you're thinking the so, sweet and the sweet water is a, a vodka base correct correct Vodka I still haven't mango. tried it yet, man. You are how how how? Uh, so my last four four or five weeks, I haven't really had a, been around to buy any or That's been okay. in places that sell it. That's okay. and then I've also been not trying to not drink during the week because I've been drinking <laughs> a lot on the weekends. So. <laughs> That's my hey, that's my reasoning you, behind it. You should probably be drinking more during the week so that you're like you're even no, you just you just gotta no. maintain a steady buzz waste. You can't no, go dude. so there can't, I can't be so many peaks it. and valleys. You're just like you're basically riding the rank one because you like you get I've up in the weekend, bush, just, I've been riding the bushwhacker up the drink and drain all summer. Yeah, you just you're <laughs> on bushwhacker on the weekend. I'm in the devil in the danger zone you're just, all summer. Then you're just I can't, man. Honestly, I couldn't take it during the week. It's well, today's Wednesday. Yeah, are you feeling I, any better yet? Like, are you feeling? I, just, I finally feel normal today since the weekend. So, since the weekend, take me three days to recover <laughs> fully. Think, so, so here, so Wacy, my prediction for Wacy Thursday: back to one night stands. Boom, done. Mm-mm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, so Thursday, I actually, I've dedicated to a content creation night. Oh. I just I went after work today. I sat down, scrolled through some TikToks, yeah. um, got some ideas and some sounds I'm going to use. So I'm just going to hammer out a bunch of TikTok videos, put them in the can so I can put some more content out to the people. Yep. Just haven't had a chance to do that. So I'm not going anywhere near one night stands for one, because I've been spending a lot of money this summer too. So I'm just trying yeah. to keep track of that. Yeah, um, and I'm heading to Saskatchewan this weekend for the Labor Day Classic. So I want to be mindful of that. It's true. It's true. And, and we're heading to St. John's in two weeks and that's not going to yeah. be a week out there. So it will not be cheap at all. Not even we'll have bit. to keep, uh, we'll have to be trying to be mindful of the spending. That's fair. Well, yeah. being mindful of the spending means uh, also uh, 
Well, being saving twenty percent on yeah. the lawnmower four yeah, or the weed so, whacker. So yeah, we're we're stoked to announce that we have a we've got a full partnership now with Manscaped. It, we we yes. did it. It's awesome. We, we, we so did Matt, we for did. those who don't know yet, Manscaped is the best in below the waist grooming in it's the world. For your ball, it's for your balls. It's for your it's for your it's for your nuts. But you also could use it in different parts of your body, like your probably your chest and your back. Like nobody will judge you for using you that. Might, you might want to get a second device for those different areas. You can get different razors for them, like different blades, so you can change you them go. out. So you can have one for you have a nut blade, a back yeah. blade chest blade yeah exactly but i had i had a really funny conversation about that with somebody i'll talk about it after <laughs> this it's kind of silly um so manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and we ted and i both have it manscape just launched their newest edition of the lawnmower the lawnmower 4.0 that's right 4.0 not 1.0 not 2.0 not 3.0 4.0 so join over 2 million men worldwide who trust manscape with this exclusive exclusive offer from us to you, the fans, twenty percent off, free worldwide shipping with the code HugeBush at Manscaped.com. Man, again, we've advocated pretty hard for this product over the last like month and a half since we've been part of this, and it is awesome. I use mine today. It's a great product. Today. Big right. fan of it. Yeah, it's good. Um, so who was I talking? Anyways, so go Huge into my Bush. H U G E B U S H. So to go into the story, it's a real was, promo code, use it. Who was it? I was talking to somebody about, um, obviously the manscaped and he's just like, why does it matter if I use the, my nut trimmer on my face? Oh. And I was like, and I was and like, and I, fought, and I fought him on it and I fought him on it, but he Not like, cool, he, man. he raised some Not pretty good cool. points in favor of it. So hear me out. I'm not saying that I do this, but I'm just saying this is his argument. He said that, um, your nuts is part of your body. And if you're in the shower, your nuts are clean. So it's like one of those things where it's like your face and your nuts are really that different. It's all part of your body. If it's clean, you're using it on that part. Like, I don't know. That, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty compelling Disagree. argument. Disagree. Yeah, that's, that's well, that's, I'd like to hear some feedback from some other people because I, I, I was kind of like at the beginning of the conversation, I was like, nah, hell no, dude. Like there's no way I would ever, but like if I got in a pinch, I needed to do something, then, I probably wouldn't probably wouldn't it's like because I, I use it in the shower. I use it in the shower. It's clean. Like I clean I it out after every least, time I use it. I'd hope, yeah, I'd hope you at least get the pubes out before you trim your face. Well, yeah, it's not like <laughs> I think if you're I think his like his his like Ooh. statement was like he's he's clean, the thing's clean, his face is clean. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's let's, like he's uh, not being greasy let's... using it. <laughs> so, so it was just it was just interesting. It was an interesting argument. I, it's an Moving interesting on. argument. Moving I liked on. it. Moving on. Ah, come on, man. Man, big news in Western sports this week. The PBR <laughs> nice transition World moves to Fort Worth, Texas. Just announced this past week. World finals is going to be May, two different weekends in May at the Dickies Arena in Fort, yeah, Fort Worth, that Texas. Let me hear from you, Texas. Texas. Um, so, so, so is this a permanent move to the finals being in May? Um, I don't know that part. Um, as far as the press release read, press release reads mm -hmm. starting in 22 as part of a comprehensive schedule restructure for its premier mm -hmm. series the unleashed beast regular seasonal span from january to may culminating culminating with a seven-day championship festival spanning two weekends um change will go to, into effect immediately after the 2021 world finals which will conclude the current season in las vegas t-mobile november 3rd to 7th january to so, may 
Yeah, January, May, just a quick f- uh, five months, basically. But that this is going to be the uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? like the like the normal kind of world finals, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, like the normal the normal world title, the events, 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 world I finals. Guess. Yeah, so it's going to be held between May 13th to 22nd. Uh, kind of goes back to the world finals where you should have it between the Mandalay Bay and the Thomas and Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, first three rounds are going to be May 13th to 15th, and final five rounds May 19th to 22nd, which is actually I think. Uh, uh, Memorial Day in the U.S. Yeah, a big holiday weekend in the U.S. It is, yeah, kind of like May long for us. But yeah. I mean, I think I'll be in Canada in May. Personally, I like I, I like strange Canada in May. Move, strange move, man. Vegas I, in November, I'm okay with it. But I like, don't. It's just like one of those things. That's the 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 fall of what makes it cool is it's final season. You know, like it's kind of the end of the year. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're change kinda, it. It's so strange to have it just all happen in the first four or five months of the, of the year. Oh, the 2022 season will span January to May with subsequent seasons starting in 2023, lasting November to May. Oh, that would be like November, like the finals, another something else in November. So what's, what's going on here though, is that, um, um, we're excited about the move to Texas. Las Vegas will continue to hold marquee PBR events, which will be announced in the coming months. So what's going on here? Bigger picture is that, um, I've heard rumblings of a bit of a team format. So they're the first season part of the season is going to be this, be the normal world title race events as it's been previously. But then the second half, which, you know, now we have June to December mm-hmm. on this season, essentially. So, so that would mean, um, uh, what am I trying to say? That would mean team format till then team format for the second half of the season. So essentially, I think like two different world title world championships. I don't know. The whole story here, what the that's, what's going that's on? But I've kind of heard rumblings. That's kind of cool. I like yeah, that. I've kind of heard rumblings in that side of things. So, so gonna you know, if you're gonna uh, change things, then you gotta like sometimes you gotta throw some shit on its head. So, um, I think that's kind of like rumblings. Of what's going on? Like some sort of team format. I don't know what that looks like, but maybe that team world finals will be in Vegas because you know essentially the team world finals is already a uh, the, the world finals in Vegas is already a built-in product. Mm-hmm. So. You put that with uh, with this team finals, and maybe you're gonna have a bigger draw because you got Vegas and you got November. People are gonna come there anyways. Where the core fans are gonna probably go to Fort Worth for the World Finals. You know, mm-hmm. the people that are really following it, they're gonna follow and watch that World Title race that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, and the and and the part of the deal is the 2022 campaign will include a minimum of 20 elite Unleash the Beast events, stopping at the you know big venues such as MSG in New York City, Staples in LA. Oklahoma city billing. So there'll be 20 weeks, right? Cause you got five months of, or four months, I guess, mm-hmm. four or five weekends, a, a, a month. So yeah, that's, what's going on. PBR big changes. That's cool, man. PBR.com, but I, I think there's some sort of, you know, it's, it's open, it's wide open here, but you got, you got June to December for, uh, you know, a team, there's gotta be something team, something they've, they've already tried it a little bit. It was pretty successful. Yeah. Was, and then you I have the global cups. So maybe, maybe part yeah. of this, maybe part of this is, uh, is a is an a more uh, global cup events again. I, I don't know. I don't know what all is going on, but I think the second half is uh there's rumblings of this of this uh team format. So that's I what think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool introduction, man. It'd be a nice way yeah. to introduce like new fans to it. I mean we talked about it a lot yeah. uh during the first part of the pandemic. Um, if you're gonna make changes team format, yeah. If you're gonna make changes, you can't just change a little bit, you gotta change a lot, right? So mm-hmm. they're really mm-hmm. doing it here. Um you know, kudos. I gotta say, kudos to the PBR for try, willing to be trying something different. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about it in our show here uh, later on with Judea. 
but, uh, but you know, they are the leaders in Western sports and they're going to continue to evolve and, uh, and build on it. So kudos to them. Bravo PBR. Got it. Bravo. You're listening to Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. So where did you meet the Olympian, Wacy? Uh, so uh, the chairman of our board, Scott Hutcherson, he mm-hmm. used to be a, he's a former Olympian. Uh, so, and he's also, uh, he's part of like the own the podium board. Um, so I just messaged him and like, Hey man, it'd be cool to get uh, an Olympian out to the Calgary Tower, celebrate some, a lot, uh, how awesome of an Olympics we had. Yeah. And just worked out well. And yes, she, her name was Kasha. She's originally from Montreal, but grew up in Calgary. She started out as a ski racer. Oh, neat. But now she's moved over to the rowing. Yeah. That was her first Olympics and she won gold one for one. Dang. God like mm-hmm. that. So retiring, so, you did win the gold and then just see, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I don't know. She said that she's like, has to decide if she wants to keep going or not. So we'll and see. It, uh, tell me more about that because a lot of the Olympians, like the, it's not a high paying profession. No. Cause you don't, right? cause you only get a certain amount all, all of the money you make actually. Cause I remember this from one of our um, speaker series, they all, a lot of their money to compete throughout the season comes from sponsorship from their personal brand. So I think they get a bit of money from RBC and stuff. And then they also all sell their own personal sponsors. So mm-hmm. that it's kind of like chuck wagon racing. In you, a can't, sense you, you can't even promote a personal sponsor at the Olympics. No, no, you can't. Of it, right? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Am- so the, aren't the Olympics like technically like amateur sport almost? Like they're not often mm, totally professional. I think What's it's still professional, considered a professional level because you have hmm. to compete at a, at a certain level, like at a world at a world level to yeah to go right. But anyways, and but then you get money for medals. I know different countries have different prices on a medal. Where I think oh, really? I think, it, I think it's Can- in Canada it's between twenty and forty grand for a for a gold medal. Win. I can't remember what the price is. And yeah. that's the government but, paying you to win a medal. Yeah. I think it's a government, a government thing. So our tax dollars um, go, going to work. That's kind yeah. Of, yeah. Oh, so that's it's kind of, it's like, kind of a tough way. That. Yeah. I think it's really cool, man. Like, my what, taxes got to so go much, to something. Should be I'd rather Olympics. go to that than some other stuff, but <laughs> it's cool. That it's cool. Like, cause they, they can, a lot of athletes compete for so long and heart never get to go there. And um, for the, for someone like her to win on her first time and in an event, she never hasn't done her whole life. was pretty cool. So. It was, man, neat. We, it was cool uh, to see, man. Those gold medals are huge. We got to talk to uh, Paige Lawrence to get the inside scoop on the Olympics. She mm-hmm. could tell us what the deal Our was. Olympic Paige. insider. Olympic insider, Paige Lawrence. We should have been on yeah. that a little bit earlier, maybe. But, yeah. um, but no, it's cool, man. It was oh, it was a cool experience to see us. She was, she was stoked. She was happy to oh, come and take some pictures with us. And people. And so does she live in Calgary? Yeah, she's from. She lives in Calgary. Oh, uh, cool. They do all their training out in Victoria, I guess, for the rowing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was cool, man. It's cool experience. Got to see. Yeah, got to hold the gold medal in my hands. Took some pics. That's cool. People, the people that were at the tower were loving it. So it was right good on. for all of us. Um, that was a neat experience. So this past weekend in Lethbridge, um, I forgot about the Glen Keeley. That did I? I don't remember talking about it. Did I tell you how much my computer got rained on? I, I never think, talked about that part. We talked about other things that happened to Glen Keeley. <laughs> so my laptop got rained on heavily, and like that's Brad, not a good thing. No, Brad Keeley made an amazing announcer stand. Like it's so perfect. It just wasn't perfect for the rain like it was very it was very nice it's it's like probably the nicest announcer stand that i've been in as far as like custom welded fabrication brad's uh bnb energy service and stably so it's it's a beautiful well well done announcer stand and well thought out we just didn't have any do- like any uh cover on it so when it rained i kind of just got like rain directly on oh, no. so i had a i had a bread bag on my computer at one point and it said like it was almost like Ricky Bobby's like fig Newtons <laughs> kind of like <laughs> trying yeah. to look through the logo to try and find the music. But then the computer got a little wet and then I had the bag on it and then it was hot. And then it was like pressing random buttons. And then it was just wigging out. 
So then I got home from Stavely and I felt like dog shit. And then I just never opened my briefcase up again till the mm-hmm. weekend. And I was Been like, there. and then on, on uh, Friday at Lethbridge, I'm like, oh no, I forgot my computer. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Whoops. Oh, so I had to run to Best Buy. Feeling. Yeah. I had to run to Best Buy and uh, I got talking to the guys there and they're like, yeah, it's going to be like 12 hours. They, we're supposed to go up between 24 and 48 hours to, uh, to uh, fix a laptop. Right. Like, uh, Mm-hmm. like to do data migration or whatever. And the, the, the keyboard wasn't working on my old one. The keyboard wasn't working and the screen was still kind of wigging out. And I'm like, I can't go into a cup series event and not have like good, a good solid work instead of gear. Right. So I'm like, ah, crap, I got to get this fixed. So, uh, go to Best Buy. It's going to, he's like, it's going to take forever. I'm like, man, I've done this before. There's no way it's going to take that long. So I bought a external hard drive, bought a nice laptop. Like I got a nice brand new NV, uh, HP, cost me like $1,300. It's insane, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful machine. So got that, got a new mouse. I actually spent a hundred bucks on a mouse. Look at this thing. Damn. It's got a silver wheelie. You're not even using your magic mouse right now. And it like, it's still rolling. I just rolled this thing and it's still rolling. Wow. Wow. It's it's pretty impressive. What will they come up with next? I don't know, but it's pretty, (laughs) it's a pretty impressive mouse. Yeah. So man, imagine if you were somewhere that wasn't Lethbridge. Oh, Imagine if you were in well, like Kyle Saskatchewan, what the fuck would you have done? Well, I have a backup laptop. Like I, I at one point in the production room, I was running four computers because I had this MacBook uh, for run, like running email and a few different things and running like searches and passwords to get the new one set up. And then I had my old laptop. I was going to update it, but then I realized I was like, oh crap! If I put if I connect it to the internet, it's never even touched the internet before in its life. If I do that, it's going to have like computer viruses out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. So, and it would probably take three days to update and then I would really have nothing. So I was like, I'm not going to touch that one. It's fine. I'm just going to leave it. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But then I was working on the old one and I had it fired up and like making sure it still works. So it's, it's, it's still fine now, but it was like just kind of a little suspect. So I didn't want to roll on. So I moved all and I had to move the music off. it. So I moved the music off of it and uh, onto the hard drive. I had to buy another external hard drive for another hundred bucks. Another one of those units mm-hmm. got one of these mm-hmm. guys half a terabyte of storage space nice 500 gigs so got that rolled in and then uh yeah got it all moved over and i was actually rolling on the new rig by the end of the product or by the start of the production meeting i had the new one ready to go nice between like noon and like 4 30 yeah so take that best buy your 24-hour bullshit so it's like a mechanic shop they just want to keep you there a bit longer than yeah to. i guess they try to make you they're trying to keep you in the store for 24 hours and sell you lots of shit Mm-hmm. so anyways got the new laptop up and rolling worked for uh for free this weekend then some but uh we're back we're back we're back rolling man it was freaking awesome we played journey like the don't stop believing both nights for the sing-along with brinson mm-hmm. like brinson introed it and then everybody did it like nice. brett and dave didn't say anything and then we just rocked it for like like a minute and a half well and brinson's seconds. coming back hey yeah he'll be back for the, for the second half of the tour and dude we actually have fans did you see that post on, mm, on Instagram, I was pretty. I remember seeing seeing it, but I don't also remember seeing it because I was pretty cross-eyed <laughs> at that point. He might have been kind of drunk. Man, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there was two different sets of people. So uh, one was, uh, I think her handle is, oh, what is it? I'm gonna have to look it up here quick. I think it was sh- like Shy Metro, C H Y. Yeah. So Cheyenne. It's Shy Metro Cheyenne mm-hmm. from Lethbridge. So okay. 
she it was her and a bunch of her friends and they asked for a picture and kobe was messing with them and tell them to call me wi-fi and stuff and i was like i was like somebody heckling me like from the like from the mm-hmm. announcer stand I'm like what's going on here <laughs> get heckled. yeah i'm getting heckled i'm like what is this and they're like then they were making fun of me they're like kobe told us to to call you wi-fi and then uh i got talking with them all of them and then we took a picture there and then another another lady came and i got to apologize because she came by and asked for a picture and i was like right in the middle i was like i can't really like leave my i'm kind of like in the middle of the short round mixing music here like i can't really mm-hmm. I, know, I know it's right there but i like can't really I can't really move right now mm-hmm. hold on till the after the show but then i looked back afterwards and they were gone but then another set of people came by after that and that was um that was a few another uh another set of crew Lindsay, Lindsay and her and her friends i think it was uh Oh, maybe, maybe Allison or so, I, f- I forget the names. I'm I'm feeling bad. But another set of people. But both times, Wacey, the the like shy Cheyenne and her friends, they were wondering when the next Bachelor episode might be because they they were really oh. they're really they're really they're fans more of, more so of Wacey than cowboy shit. So they they knew oh, I was shit. there, but they were like they were just trying to talk to me to try and get like access to to oh, the Wacey Anderson, the TikTok oh, man. guy. Yeah. So then they were like. So is there going to be another episode of The Bachelor? Because like, we want to meet Wacy if we can. So, uh, and I'm like, oh, so you guys just want to meet Wacy? You know, like, I'm just, I'm just like his security or they're something. Used, yeah, like, yeah. Is that what it was? They're just so, using you. Yeah, they were just using me. So then both times, like both of them were like, is Wacy here too? And I'm like, oh, sorry. No, he's not here. <laughs> Damn, that's cool to see that there's people out there who want to meet us. That's I couldn't believe thing. it. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. I was like, you guys want to meet me? Want to meet me? That no. Doesn't really? make any sense, dude. That's really? how that's how that's how I was feeling in TP Creek when people would ask. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's this guy. We're just a couple dudes, man. But man, nobody special. Nobody asked about me in uh, TP Creek, did they? They were just looking well. This has to was that surprise <laughs> if I was crazy from cowboy shit, and I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, you want a sticker? And they're like, yeah. So I gave him a sticker, but it's just cool. It's it's just it just blows my mind like to this point that people um like listen to the show and support us in that way it's really cool and that people come up and talk to us and how much they they like that kind of stuff so it's really thanks for thanks for letting us know make sure to send us a message and let us know you like the show yeah yeah hit us up we're we're, we're talking to people so make sure to Um, follow wacy and myself on the social medias mm -hmm. you can find us by using our names our names cowboy shit official on most things too Take, we're tick, to tiktok's buzzing now yeah if you're listening to the podcast actually depending on what you're listening we usually put the all the social handles and everything and the links in the Mm -hmm. in the description uh, but you can always check everything out at cowboyshit.ca and find us that way too. But, we may uh, have to, uh, we may have to give the bachelor one more try third time. Yeah, One more, one more. We'll are see. we, are we committing to it right now? We'll see, we gonna... we'll see how it happens in the new year. I think maybe that we fine. should commit to one of some sort, even if it's okay. for, okay. even if it's for okay. maybe like for whoever it could be for maybe we'll if the situation, if the situation calls for it and I'm available, we'll I will time. do another bachelor. And if, and if you it's heard not, it here first, well, so maybe what we should do though, is like, take applications on both sides take applications for the bachelor and the bachelor you do a bachelor in paradise <laughs> <laughs> oh man we have multiple bachelorettes and multiple bachelors we could do a couple like we could do like a weekend of of shows oh man be pretty entertaining yeah oh man and we have our 100th episode show coming up on september 10th we yeah yet, but check it out make a plan uh check us out we're on gonna, socials keep a keep an eye out for yeah keep an eye on yeah. facebook and stuff we're gonna be creating an event here soon yes we'd love to have some people out and celebrate 100th episode. We're going to have some drinks, tell some stories, maybe have yeah. some entertainment there if we can make it happen. And yeah. Just so have, have, a, have fun. Have, so have a venue, good time. That's a 
It's a Friday. Yeah, it's actually two days from now. So if you listen to this, it's uh, on Friday, mm-hmm. on the tenth. So, but yeah, check us out on the social. You'll see, yeah, check social out. media for all the details. We'll have a venue. We'll have stuff in place. It'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Make sure you come say hi. Okay, well, and this is episode ninety-nine of Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. We are proudly sponsored by Circle Four Beverage Company. Thank you for being a proud partner of Cowboy Shit. Make sure to get your we ranch water. You. Yeah, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to the people, we love you. Yeah, thanks to the people that listen to the show. And keep uh, keep keep us keeping on. Appreciate it a lot. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll catch back. up with y'all another time. All right, bye bye. Oh, Miley. Yeah, man, Miley. I like this song. Me too. It's a good one when you're on shrooms. <laughs> Are you on shrooms right now? <laughs> no, man. I don't want to look at any shrooms for. I've did so many <laughs> shrooms this weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you a story for the second half. (laughs) Song makes you want to go to sleep right now. Just like, thanks, Mal. I'm going to go to sleep now. I just want to crush a weed gummy and sit on my deck and just vibe. to cowboy shit this is episode 99 she's a former rodeo queen in the first black woman to be crowned a rodeo queen in the state of arkansas she's a she's currently a senior majoring in criminology with a minor in journalism at the university of arkansas last month she was chosen by beyonce to launch her global brand rooted in western fashion it's ivy park rodeo please welcome to the show model and cowgirl Jadea kirsch thanks for joining us this morning it's a bit early for everybody but uh, we appreciate you making the time thank you Jadea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. So tell us, uh, let's get right into it. Tell us how you got involved on the on the rodeo side of things. Um, it, it sounded like the first time you ended up at a ranch was was uh, was when you were pretty young, but it was it was a trip that you ended up uh, going to, uh, and th- that had to be kind of the, the start of it, partially, is it not? Yeah. So. Um, I started, like I rode my first horse when I was six years old. I actually went to counseling and um, my counselor introduced me to horses. Um, I had dealt with a lot when I was really young. So um, I went to counseling and like I said, she introduced me to horses. And I always say that um, the day that she put me in a saddle, she handed me the reins to my freedom. And I've just kind of been riding horses ever since. Well, and, so. and this, this story with, uh, it was with today.com. It says you were, be, you were sexually assaulted at six years old and struggled with depression and anxiety for months. I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine going through this. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, my, you know, my dad was in prison at that time as well, and he's been in and out of prison my whole life. So I just, um, my mom had me when she was young, you know, she was 15. So like I just had to grow up quick and I feel like I, I went through a lot really young. So that's where I say horses become my freedom because while I did go through those things, I feel like, you know, they led me to Miss Kathy, who was my counselor that introduced me to horses. And 
it's like every <clears throat> every bad thing that had ever happened to me when I'm just in a saddle it doesn't matter anymore but yeah I, I was sexually assaulted and um like I said, you know, the, it's crazy how some of the worst parts of our lives introduce us to the best parts of our lives. And that's kind of how that experience was for me. It, if I feel like if it wouldn't have happened, it, I, would have, I wouldn't be half the woman that I am today. So, I'm, I'm, you know, just take the good with the bad. Where did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I'm born and okay. raised there. Okay. Yeah. And so I was reading on, on the Ivy Park site. We'll get into this further along, but, but. Tell me about the ranch that you went or the, the, where you went to ride. I was reading about, about Glenn Turman and was curious how, if that was the connection at, yeah. his, at his place. So no, I, the ranch was in Fort Smith, Arkansas, oh, okay. um, where, where I first rode. Yeah, no, I actually don't know him at all, you know, really inspirational, but no. Um, yeah. Ev everything that happened for me was based in Arkansas. But how did that path lead to rodeo then? How, you you started off riding horses and when did you get your first introduction to the rodeo side of things? Yeah. So I started riding horses when I was six, but I got my, I, I was in my actual first rodeo when I was 13. I started pony express racing and well, yeah, riding. And it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, I was on a team called Arkansas seven. And so I did that for a few years. And then when I was 16 and 17, I joined the Old Fort Days Dandies and they were a drill team. So we like traveled state to state, um, Colorado, Wyoming. We went to the daddy of them all. Like, and we drill team rode and it was, it was awesome. Um, it was tough. Like I went through a lot of stuff, you know, I was on a team with 19 girls and I was the only black girl. So it was not, you know, and a lot of them didn't like that. I, I'm an exceptional rider. Like I could ride just as good as the next girl. So um, it came with the, its struggles and challenges and, you know, being so young, I had to stand up for myself in front of all of their parents, you know, cause it was a lot of parents that were involved with all of the stuff that had happened. So I feel like while I did enjoy it, it was, an, you know, rodeo was another experience that I had to like really grow up quickly in and understand while, you know, some they were calling me their dandy sisters. They were also talking about me behind my back for no other reason than the color of my skin. So rodeo has been very humbling and very, um, like I said, it's, it's made me the woman that I am today. And it's the reason I feel like everything that I've went through with rodeo and, and being so, yeah, um, I did drill team for a while and I enjoyed drill team. Like I said, it was tough, but, um, yeah, so I did drill teaming, and while I was drill teaming, I actually did my first rodeo queen pageant, which was at Cole Hill, Arkansas, and um, I competed against uh, this other girl, and I actually that's when I won, and so I didn't know that I was the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas or anything like that, like, until, like, 2019, so I was crowned in 2017, and then I'd heard from Essence Magazine, and um, they'd recognize me as the first black rodeo queen and come out and did some video work with me. And so that's kind of when I found out that I, I was even the first black rodeo queen. So I wanted to compete again, rodeo queen in, but it was just, it's something that I don't really have time for right now, you know, in the middle of going to school and wanting to go to law school, I want to be a criminal defense attorney. So yeah, I've been, I've been able to pick up something. I wanted, I wanted to be a better bronc rider. So I've been doing that for a little bit. It's been crazy. Um, it's exciting and it's fun, but it's definitely not easy. So, um, and I don't want to kill myself just yet. So I've been like telling myself, I actually have to like 
focus and get better at it. So I was like, once I graduate in May, I will have time to actually like a summer to myself and not like be stressed out about classes. So hopefully this summer I'll be better at Bronx. We're probably one of the only rodeo queens who rides Bronx too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no telling. I I like it. It's an adrenaline thing for me. Honestly, it reminds me of whenever I was doing drill teams because it was it was so like so fast you didn't have time to think and I feel like whenever you're riding Bronx you don't have time to think so it's like an adrenaline thing (laughs) what made you want to get in on the Bronx riding side of things um I've wanted to ride Bronx for a long time like so um Sarah Brown she she rides Bronx and I'd watched her since I was like 15 she'd started doing she was doing Bronx and posting her videos on Twitter way back in like 2015, 2016. So I'd been, I would, I remember tweeting at her and I was like, girl, I want to do that. So it's like, wait, since way back then I'd wanted to. And then um, I'd actually met up with her in February, March and rode my first Bronc and she'd showed me everything I needed to do. So it was pretty awesome. What's been your favorite Bronc riding moment so far? Um... Hmm. <laughs> well i'm not enjoying it just yet <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to think um so far i think just learning the technique of it because you know like people you see those guys get on there and you think it's like oh yeah you know it's easy you can do it but you know and i'm i'm one to put myself in a guy's world you know i played football for a 7a you know some of the guys that i played football with are in the nfl now so it's just like I was a defensive end right tackle and a middle linebacker. So I'm, I'm always that girl that's like, yeah, I can do it. The guys can do it. But I feel like just sitting like that's what the Western industry always has been for me. And, and it, that's where I feel like such a disciplined person coming from. You know, my dad's a three time convicted felon. My mom had me when she was 15. Like you look at statistically, I shouldn't be half the person that I am today. And I've been able to do all this stuff. So it's like I feel like the Western industry taught me if it taught me anything, it taught me like hard work. And I feel like this is another part of that industry where I have to break myself down and really like work hard at it. And that's what's always been so humbling about rodeo. So I feel like um, while I don't enjoy it yet, learn just learning it and being able to put myself in this position to be able to do this, because there's so many people that love this industry that I know aren't able to do half the stuff that I've you know, made a way for myself to be able to do without coming from an, you know, a family that comes from a Western background or not even Western, but like the agricultural industry in general. It kind of adds another layer to it all too, as like you become this role model for so many girls, I'm sure with what you've accomplished now you had in the bronc riding mm-hmm. aspect, showing that like, if I, mm-hmm. if I come from here, I can do this. It's, it's a really cool yeah. thing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what I want more than anything is for the next little girl to come up and not and do it much better than me, but just for there to be another one to come after me, you know. No one, I don't want to be the first everything, you know. I don't like I don't like that, you know. So I want I want to normalize a lot of things in the Western industry and diversity for me is huge. So how do how do we make it more diverse in that sense? I feel like for me, it's always been like, you know, because, you know, you get those people who are like, how isn't the Western industry diverse? Like, how is it? And, you know, and I have my own perspective and my own way of looking at it. But I feel like for me, like, 
I feel like in, and we're coming around to it. We really are. And I, I can honestly say I'm someone that is pushing every brand that's on top. I don't even care. Like I've really come for people. For me, it's, is this, indi- what, how long has this industry even, you know, made people of different ethnicities feel comfortable? How, how have we even been inviting, you know, every time that I was put into this industry, I was rejected in some type of way, whether it was, you know, being called the N-word on a team with 19 other girls or, you know, I heard so many things like it was it was crazy what I went through on the, you know, with the old Fort Day standees. And, you know, that's the reason they're disbanded right now, because it's just like, how do we but it's like for me, it's been that is this industry even something that we, you know, because I'm part of this industry, do we show other people of different ethnicities like, yeah, this is somewhere that you can come like, are we inviting, you know? For me, it's been the perspective of the reason that there even is black rodeos and that's what we call them, the black rodeos is because we never felt like we were in, you know, like the white ones were somewhat something that we could go to. You know, it took just last year, the PRCA, um, no, the PBR collabed with Bill Pickett Rodeo. Like Bill Pickett is a legend. Why did it take you so long? You know, so it's just like how, it's the, it's how the PBR. It's not even the PRCA, mm-hmm. it's the PBR. Yeah. So, and so for me, it's just like, it's, it's taken us like this long and, you know, I'm, I go tooth and nail with, you know, Cowgirls Magazine about them pushing diversity. Like I'm the first black girl that they'd ever even had on their feed, you know? And when I recognized that I, it really upset me. It didn't make me feel comfortable. It made me so uncomfortable, you know, and, and they're doing better, you know, they're working on it. And it's something that, You know, even if I collab with them, I'm still going to push it because to me, there's so many brands just like them. But, you know, little girls and other people are you're the first thing that pops up. When you Google Cowgirl Magazine, that's what you're going to find. Whether you're looking for a cowgirl, they're going to come up. So for me, it's why are you pushing the narrative that cowgirls are white? To me, it's disrespectful. And, you know, so that's how I've approached it. And like I said, they're doing better. But, you know, it's like it took until like it took me saying something for you mm-hmm. for the, to be something that's recognized. And so it's like, like, I'm tired of having to address it, but I'm going to keep doing it. And I feel like the way that I've had to address so many things and just be this other person, it's kind of taken away from me being able to just love the rodeo and love this sport because I have, I feel like I have to be the one that stands up. So the next little girl that looks just like me can love this sport and not have to fight anyone because of the way that she looks, you know? So, yeah. It's gotta be exhausting on that side of things though, to keep saying the of same course. thing. Of course it's exhausting, you know, and I get tired of it and it's something that I don't want to do. And it's something that, you know, I don't want to do, but it's that same thing. You know, it's just something in me. It's that fuel like I'm I don't know it just keeps me going because for me it's it's I'm not fighting the you know I'm not doing it for me I'm doing it for the next little girl you know and it's bringing attention not even just to you know little girls that look like me like I I stand for my you know my Hispanic sisters I know so many Hispanic girls that are in this industry that I feel like weren't recognized you know indigenous women you know all the way down to like Asian women that I know that are, you know, potato harvesters. So it's just like so many women that I've been able to meet in this industry that I feel like not even showing these women is, you know, closing off that. I don't know. It's just creating that gap between the next little girl that needs to see 
a woman that looks like her in that position to know that she can do it. I was, lo- I was looking at the, uh, at the Miss Rodeo America stuff and looking at what, what they've done previously. And, and that would, that has to be a, is that a, is that a goal to run in that realm at some point, or is it not, is it not something on your radar at this point, you have to finish school to do that, or are you done in the rodeo business? I, I can't, I looked at the, I looked at the list of contestants and, and everybody's white and I look at it and I'm like, ah, I might be a tough one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think curious. they've ever had a black girl compete at Miss Rodeo America ever. Um, so for me, like as much as I want to, I don't, I just don't think that the rodeo queen industry is ready for a black rodeo queen to be on that level. Just being completely honest, you know, they pride themselves, you know, this is their first redhead Miss Rodeo America. What was it? Three or four, five years ago, they had their first brunette, you know, how I'm, I'm not going to, I'm so tired of belittling myself in this industry. So it's like, for me, I've already did what I need to do in this rodeo queen industry. If one day I wind up running for Miss Rodeo Arkansas and winning and going to Miss Rodeo America, it's something that I do. But the women that represent Miss Rodeo Arkansas, just keeping it a thousand after the things that they posted on Facebook and the way that they laugh at comments about, you know, different things when it comes to different ethnicities and different stuff like that, the comments they made, I can't see myself standing next to pictures in these women and representing something that they are in charge of. So right now, no, I have too much respect for myself to go compete at something that doesn't have respect for me. What did they, what did they do? I don't know the story. Um, I've addressed several things when it comes to the Miss Rodeo Arkansas, the people that represent that organization, um, down to the things that they've posted on Facebook. Um, you know, and it's just like, to me, it's, it was racist things. Like there was just comments that I would, I'd, seen that the director had liked and favored it or laughed at and I remember screenshotting these things and I'm like how can you laugh at things like this when it's dealing with race based so for me it's just and and I've had these conversations privately with these same people and you know yeah they like wow I didn't even realize how this looked yeah so it's like to think that I come from a whole black family and you like, how do I stand next to you knowing that th- the things that you laugh at on Facebook, I respect myself too much. When you're at a point too, where the stuff you're doing with like Wrangler and Adidas and all that kind of stuff, that's so powerful. It's a better way for you to connect. Like you say mm-hmm. that, that next little girl or show, show those mm-hmm. people that it's more, for us to be more inclusive. Like that's a really, yeah. I think you, there's way more value in that than you competing yeah. in the queen contest. And as much as I, I've, you know, I can't even say it was a dream. I can't say that going to Miss Rodeo America was a dream for me because when it wasn't until I was 17 that I even knew what, like, I went to my first rodeo queen pageant. I didn't even know there was levels to it like that, you know? So I can't say it was something that I dreamed of doing. I didn't even dream of being the first black rodeo queen, but I feel like I've did enough for the next girl to come in and just, you know, it, it be that breeze for her and she doesn't have to go through it, but you know, I'm getting ready. Like I'm 22 you know, the average Miss Rodeo America isn't crowned until she's 25 and 24, 26. You know, I have so much life to do. I'm getting mm-hmm. ready to run for mayor of Fort Smith. Like, I don't, you know, I've got so much to do. So getting ready to graduate. I want to be a criminal defense attorney. So it's like, I know girls that this is all, that's all they do. They, you know, work their butts off to go to Miss Rodeo America and don't win and go through a depression. So it's like, I've already been able to take 
my one title that I've won and do all this with it, you know, like do all of this with it. So I don't know. It doesn't, it's not something that I'm like, Oh, I got to go do it. Then, uh, so you're, you said something there. you're running for mayor of Fort Smith, Arkansas too. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, our current mayor, his term is going to be up in December. So I'm going to put my name on the ballot in January and yeah, I'm going to, you know, campaign and hopefully I'm, I'll be the first woman to run for mayor in my hometown. So I think it's something, yeah. So I think it's something that will be good for them. I don't know. I'm running as an independent candidate. Um, so um, I think it's something different. And I think that I, I think that people already like me in my hometown a lot. And I think that I'm someone that is influential. And I think that I'm, I would, you know, be really good at representing. I already represent Arkansas really well, or at least try <laughs> to. So I feel like I could do my hometown some justice, bring some life back to it. What motivates you to, to run for Marin? I guess that'd be your first um, time doing it running for a public office you couldn't have done it before anywhere i wouldn't imagine right i guess the closest thing would be running for a rodeo queen (laughs) yeah yeah so um when it comes to running for mayor i'm i don't know what's like i don't know i just kind of like was like um i'm gonna do it i kind of wanted to run for some type of city like public office and i was like i'm gonna do like maybe secretary or something like that and i was just like no like just run for mayor. I don't know. Something just told me like, I just wanted to run for mayor. That's how it is. That's how my life is. Like one day I just wanted to wake up and be a defensive end right tackle and play middle linebacker. And then I just did it. And then one day I just wanted to start rodeoing. You know, I'd already rode horses, but I just wanted to do it. So I like started working and making the money for me to be able to do it. And I just did it. So it's like, now I'm just like, I'm going to run for mayor. And, uh, I think that's really neat. That's I, so cool. Yeah. Just 20 to 22 years old. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Hopefully they don't see that as like a barrier, but I don't think it will. It I, I be, mean, no. at 22, I've did so much, you know, yeah. in the middle of all of this, I'll be graduating college too. So oh, hopefully yeah. they'll be like, she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be, you'll be, um, you won't be done school till, what is it right now? Today? May. May yeah. yeah. May of next May. year. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first, the first plan is to go on the criminal defense side, and and uh, I, I guess you would start working with a, with a law firm, and then eventually, mm-hmm. ideally, have your own. That's kind of the progression of that, is it not? Yes, yes. I want to have my own. Um, yeah, I feel like I would be a really good criminal defense attorney. I'm really good at arguing. I like to be right. Like, there's just so many things that I feel like I would be good at, and that is one of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to law school. So I've got like 40 years left of school and then I don't ever have to do it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I want to talk about some of the challenges on the rodeo side of things or, or some of the successes there had to be a lot of, I, I I'm assuming there were some up and ups and downs. You, you talk mm-hmm. about dealing with on the racism side of things. Um, is it, is it any, I mean, Arkansas in the South, is it, is it worse in the South? Is it, is it, well, you know what what's it like or has that been your only experience on for the most part has been in, in your area close to home I, I'm, I'm curious on that side of it um 
So I would say like in my area close to home is what I've dealt with. I dealt with more than anything. Like I will say like most of the, like, I don't really deal with a lot of stuff and I didn't deal with a lot, but like when I did deal with stuff, it came directly from the people that I was on a team with. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just ugly things that, that, that were said about me by their brothers and by the parents. It was, it was sad that more than anything, it was three sets of parents that were in a group message, you know, and then their kids as well. So it was just, it was more of like, I feel like a jealousy thing, you know, and like I said, I, I could ride just as good as their girls. Um, so yeah, none of them ever had a reason not to like me. I didn't do anything. It had threw me off guard whenever one of them actually approached me and told me like, Hey, this is what's going on about you. And it actually, the situation had been brought to me by my coach. And she was like, you need to stop hanging out with these people. Cause they're not your friends. And it's like, you know, so that's whenever I found out anything. So for so long, so much was hidden from me, but I, I wouldn't say it was something like, no, I've, I've been at the rodeos. I've, I've always felt comfortable. I will say like, you know, but is it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, so the, uh, your teammates were all respectful you're saying, but the, but their parents had an issue with, with this color of your skin or like, what was their problem? What was the, yeah, what well, back to? so, um, like there was one time I can, like, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't spend too much time trying to understand why they treated me, how they did, but the families that did, I had a, there was a situation with all of them. Like one of the families I'd wore this neon green helmet to, cause we always had to have protective gear over our head. And I wore this helmet to practice and it was neon green and it was a construction helmet because I didn't have my hard cap. So, it, but it was one. So, um, I wore that to practice and one of the brothers took a picture of me and posted it on his, in his Snapchat and said that I looked like a Negro Bob the Builder. Um, and so it was like, I didn't even know about this until someone had screenshotted it from my school and sent it to me, you know, and, um, there was just so many situations just like that, especially with that brother. Yeah. He called me a monkey. Um, he'd recorded a video and yeah, he was like, um, why would, it was something to the extent of, um, you know, cause I, this is at this point I'm addressing and I'm like, why are y'all like, like, what is it? You know, I was like, that's what I told him. I was like, y'all act like y'all are jealous of me and something. And then that's when he made the video. He's like, ain't nobody jealous of a monkey and all this other stuff. Like it was so many things that I dealt with that were just like that, you know? And for, yeah, for what reason? I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I could ride horses just as good as their girls. I rode in the routines and that's the only reason I could see it being, you know, these girls had been doing it for four and five years and I come on in my first year and I can ride in the same positions as positions as them and riding, you know, the girl whose brother did pick on me, I rode in rodeos more than her, you know, so you never know what it was, but yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> what, was it hard to, was it hard to keep going with all that stuff going on? Like, yeah, was something, tried like, to quit. yeah, yeah. It, was, it would probably be hard to deal with all that and everything else. And, and, to, and some, especially something you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to quit and I told my coach that I would come turn all my stuff and she begged me to stay on the team, you know, and I feel like it would have looked really bad if it would have, you know, for, so they wouldn't, I never posted about it. I wasn't allowed to address the situation. My coach was handling it, you know? So when she told me that, you know, 
basically I couldn't quit the team. I told her the only way that I would stay on the team is that if we had a mandatory meeting with all of the parents and the rodeo board come down and everybody come down. And um, I stood up in front of all those parents and I had a, a letter typed out to them of, you know, what I wanted to say to them. And then my coach, she retyped it three times before she let me say what I wanted to say. But, you know, long story short, I let them know that I knew that the hostility towards me was much deeper than, you know, what they even expressed. I knew I just was letting them know, you know, I know y'all don't like me, some of y'all, because I'm black. And it was just crazy just being 16, standing in front of 30 parents, you know, like, and just like, yeah, so. I, that's what I did. And whenever I walked out of there, my coach, when she told me to stay away from these people, this, that, and other, she never would tell me who was talking about me. And then after that, after I stood in front of those parents, there was a mom that came outside and she had a temper tantrum. They were going to ban her from the rodeo arena um, and all this other stuff. And, you know, so at the end of the, at the end, I'd really had picked out who all of the people were by the way that they'd reacted to what I said you know, I went and said everything that I said to the parents on that, on that letter. I read the exact same letter to their daughters and two girls dismounted from their horses and started crying after I said something. And after that, I went up to my coach and I told her, I was like, you never had to tell me who said what they said about me. I said, after I said what I said, they showed me, you know, so it was crazy. Were, were your parents uh, a part of this? I, I, I'm yeah, my mom was there. Your mom was mm-hmm. there? Okay. Mm-hmm. What was her reaction? Um, She was there to support me. You know, I'm really strong. You know, I didn't really need her to say anything. You know, I knew all the words that I wanted to say. Um, I, I funded everything for myself. So I kind of just was very independent with it. So it wasn't like she pulled me there or anything. You know, I when I got, when I turned 15, I started working. So I got a worker's permit. So I was able to work and drive since you know forever so I was able to pull all my own horses with my truck and everything so she was there more as like support than anything I didn't need her to stand up for me how, how did you make a living coming from like with the with your upbringing and and not having your dad around all the time like how, how did you make a living what did you have to do to to, to make money to to get by and yeah so when I was like literally on my 16th birthday it was crazy I'd so they didn't know if they were going to let me because I was too young, but I went my 10th grade year of, of high school. I took um, some college classes and I took enough college classes that year to get certified as a nurse's assistant. And so whenever I was 16, I went to Oklahoma because it's right across the border in Arkansas. And I worked as a nurse's assistant there because um, they hire you at any age. And in Arkansas, you had to be 18. So I did that. And then I also worked in Oklahoma at a ranch and I would bottle feed calves. I would feed every, every day after work and before work. So I worked, you know, I worked just little odd jobs and I worked for nursing facilities. So it was just kind of like, I, I spent all of my money on what I needed for rodeo and just maintaining everything that I needed. You know, I was able to, so what kept you um, so motivated on the rodeo side of things? What are you, what are your goals on the rodeo side of things to to put everything you've got in into it to 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 do it and be involved? Um, honestly, I've I've always wondered because I remember like loving it, like really loving it. I remember like like I said, I can always remember my first rodeo queen pageant, and like I actually had so much fun. 
And I've never went to another pageant and had that much fun. Like I've never went to another pageant and enjoyed it. So I feel like for me, it's like, I don't, I don't know what keeps me in it and keeps me wanting to go, but I know what like brings me, what always brings me back is my love for horses. I love horses. Um, before I knew that there was an industry for me to go compete in with horses, I knew that horses. So I, I feel like the love for the, the animal and the sport, but like I said, more than anything is, you know, I see too many spaces in this industry that girls like that look like me aren't in. So it's just like, let I just step up and I want to step into that space. And I feel like it's just something that I can do. Uh, when did you, when did you, yeah, kind of when did you realize you could become a role model for these girls? Like you would have had to have that hit some certain point. Yeah. <laughs> so it was because Boot Barn, I worked <laughs> with them. And they put in this, they put in their article that I was a mentor for young women. <laughs> <laughs> so now you had to so do that's it. When, <laughs> you had no choice. That's fair. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh my goodness, that's what I am. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so yeah. And, well, and then how, how, when, yeah. Oh, sorry. How, how valuable has social media been in that? You know, as we've, we've grown up in an age where you can reach so many people and make so many connections, like how, how important has that been to you to become that role model? Yeah, it's, I feel like social media has definitely pushed it, you know, cause I've worked with a lot of, um, I've been able to work with, you know, cause I'm a journalist, I minor in journalism. So it's like the people that I've been able to connect with, like, you know, to be able to, I've worked with the Today Show and Yahoo and um, a few other, other companies. I can't even think right now, but you know, and it's all off of the strength of knowing other girls that are journalism majors, just like me that, you know, they get these jobs. And it was, crazy. I worked with this one girl. She'd messaged me and she was like, Hey, can I write the story on you for my class? And she was in college still. And then, so it was like, she, once she was done with college, she'd got signed on with the today show. And she would, she pitched that same story that she did at college for her senior project to them. And that's how I, you know, got to do that. So it's just been, I feel like social media has definitely been so helpful especially like pinterest it's so crazy how many people have i've connected with and they're like yeah i follow your pinterest you post all your rodeo stuff there so i think social media has been like ideal for you know just for me to even host events i did an event for the kids and um social media just really blew it up and then it was it was kind of awesome because i know now everyone in my hometown they're waiting for the next one because you know and it's it's been awesome so yeah i feel like social media has played a huge part and by you having your yourself on there that had to be how how uh the ivy park um Mm -hmm. opportunity came up tell us about that now yeah so yeah i'd heard from them and adidas and um they'd asked to send me some stuff. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't expect it. Like, of course I wanted it to be the rodeo stuff, but I was like, why would they be sending me some stuff? You know? And then that's what it was. And I was, I was really excited. Um, just because I was like, you know, who gets a package from, you know, the Ivy park Beyonce's new line, you know, and before everyone else gets it, you know, I've got it like two weeks before. So it was pretty awesome just to be able to try it out. And just to be able to work with them on that, it was, it was really cool. Where you uh, ended up being part of their campaign. When did you do all the, um, all the pictures? Like when did that all happen? When did, when did it, when did it happen? So we did everything in my hometown. We did it at Fort Smith Stockyards. You know, it's so crazy. I never would have thought that my hometown, I could do all these, you know, dope pictures in. And, and so, yeah, it was awesome. I, 
actually contacted Ivan and I was like, like I have this to do and I like really need to get it done by this day. And, and I was like, can you please come? And he, fortunately he was in Oak Muggy, Oklahoma shooting Oak Muggy. And I'd actually went and rode a bronc there Friday. No, Saturday night I rode a bronc there. And then Sunday he, he changed his flight and come down and did the pictures for me. So I was like, thank goodness. And so I got them turned in on time and everything. So yeah, we just did it in my hometown. It was awesome. That's quite the week. That's quite the weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So talk about what's happened since, or, um, you get, you get part of the, the, uh, part of the package from Adidas is a letter from Beyonce that had Mm -hmm. to be totally nuts to to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Like her message behind it. Like, yeah, of course the clothes aren't ideal. Like what we wear to a rodeo or what people have set the standards for rodeo clothes to be, but I loved everything about it. You know, she's from Houston, you know, she grew, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people that, you know, hated on all of it forgot, forget is that she's, you know, a Texas girl, you know? So I, I don't know. I just felt honored, honestly, just to be able to be a part in I, like her message behind it, just bringing that representation to the, you know, to black people that are in this industry because I feel like that is something that has been made invisible to an extent so um yeah it was it was awesome and I feel like it was I feel like of course you know everything is you know to make money but I feel like she had good intentions behind it I know a lot of people were like bashing it I don't know how that stuff was so cool we were looking yeah so we were looking through that stuff is awesome I want to get some really awesome yeah it's super cool and it brings that like I said it brings it's that attention to to black cowboys and black cowboys yeah. it makes you pay attention what uh what have what have been some of the reactions since um good and bad uh however you want to go just with with that campaign so far in the clothing and what i'm curious what your favorite piece is so far on, on what they what they made way he's a big fan of the uh the kind of purplish um cow print no, I, I like the cow print. I, yeah the cow print denim jacket i need one of those <laughs> oh. badly those are awesome I love those. Yes. No, I agree. I was, I was like, ah, oh, I should have ordered some of the cow print stuff, but I got, um, I think my favorite piece was the denim jacket because it was, it was like, I don't know. It was everything fit really baggy. And I really liked that style. And I, I never had a denim jacket that big. And I feel like I'm going to style it a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I loved the jeans. Um, like again, they were so baggy though. So they were just a little too big. So I'll just like put them up until I can fit them in a few years. <laughs> but yeah, the denim jacket <laughs> and the shoes, the shoes were so dope. I, I honestly, I was like, I don't even want to wear these. They're so nice. So yeah. And then as far as some of the reaction has gone so far and, and has there been more, um, there's been some press from, from like CNI magazine and, and some of the different um, people that way, I guess just what has been the reaction on the, on the, on the rodeo side or the Western side, so far yeah i mean it was you know they're gonna say what they want to say but um cowgirls magazine had shared it too on their facebook and it a lot of people had a lot to say oh yeah about it yeah i remember this one girl she had said she was like if she wore that to a rodeo we would laugh at her oh (laughs) and i I thought it was funny i thought it was funny you know because i i'm you know of course i'm a cowgirl so 
and I, I do all this horse stuff. I come with my own attitude. So I, I kind of laughed at it because I know they wouldn't do it to my face, you know? So I just thought oh, yeah. that was kind of funny. Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> so tough on their keyboard. Yeah. I don't care. Like I said, it was for a campaign and it was awesome. And, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if anybody had anything to say about it, they were more upset about the fact that Beyonce didn't send them a box of clothes. So. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a, that's a, it's a groundbreaking thing. Like we need more of this stuff within rodeo. Like, right. I, I, like for me, it's, I love the roots and where it comes from, but we also need to find ways to be more diverse and, and inclusive. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's so much fun for me to see that kind of stuff happening. I, I love, I love yeah. seeing it. Yeah, me too. Have you have you had like more brands reaching out to you now? Is that is that becoming yeah, more of a common I've thing? Worked, yeah, I I have a few things that I'm working on. Um, I have something that I have to post today for Hide and Fringe. So yeah, I have a few brands that I'm working with now. Um, I have a few things coming up. I actually have like this really cool opportunity. I can't spill the beans, but like oh. <laughs> it's really awesome. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. I can tell y'all when we're not recording. So, but yeah, yeah so yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it'll happen. Have, have you, have you felt very like pretty welcome in the Western fashion community? I know that's becoming especially with social media and all that kind of stuff. Like it's getting really big and there's bigger girls and people all, all over the like North America and the world getting taking part in it now. Like, so is that somewhere you've a space where you felt welcomed or kind of the same? Yeah. Part of yeah. I could say, Yeah. Honestly, yeah, the girls are awesome. All of the Western influencers that I connect with, you know, there's some that, you know, that's why I don't, there's so many things that like, I feel like people are so politically driven that it's annoying, but it's like, besides like having to deal with like the dumb stuff, because I think so differently than the average, you know, cowgirl. And I'm not like this crazy I don't know. I'm, I don't know. So I deal with some things like I do get messages from some girls that I'm just like, what are you even talking about? But besides mm-hmm. that, like, I feel like the, the influencers, they like me and I like them a lot. I've worked with a lot of them um, that are, I would consider pretty popular girls. And I, I love those girls. So yeah, of course it's, I mean, even those girls deal with the naysayers. We have those just in general. So, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I think it's more of me taking it more serious. I want to take it more serious, but I'm so busy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to like do all of that and have a life. Like, it's so hard. But I'm and working for mayor and finish your degree. <laughs> like, right? Like, it's like I can only do so much, and it's like I got to be great at all of this other stuff first. Do you have a rodeo bucket list? Like, some like rodeos you haven't been to, or stuff, places you want to go, or events you want to see? What's that look like? Yeah, so there's a couple of events, not events. There's a couple of rodeos that I definitely want to go to because more whenever you like are in the rodeo, you don't get to really experience it. So I really wanted to go to the Wyoming Daddy of them all, the Cheyenne Frontier Days. That's been on my bucket list. Like I didn't get to go during the rodeo. I got to go, but they let us ride our horses in there. Um, We were on our road trip back from Colorado. So that's a rodeo that I wish I could have made it to a few weeks ago. But I've been working and in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, so there's a couple of rodeos and things that I want to go to. And I know this December I'll be in at the NFR. So, nice. yeah, so I think that's my biggest plans for the rest of the year. And then, yeah, I'm just take it easy. What takes you to the NFR and have you been before? I'm, I, I, didn't, I don't know that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this will actually be my second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, last year I got to work with Chalk Talk Casino. They hosted it. So I worked with them um, and they hosted me and stuff like that. So it was really fun. And so this year, probably just more, I want to connect with people and meet more people and of course make money working with brands there. So and just like enjoying some, I don't know. I, I really love bull riding. So I'm ready. I'm ready to see who the top Cowboys will be this year. Who's your pick for the, for the world title in the bull riding at Tanafar? Oh my goodness. I don't have one. I don't, no? pick, I don't pick people. Oh my okay. goodness. No. Hey, <laughs> we'll get, we'll give you some homework though. Cause we're going to be in Vegas too. Yeah. So we'll meet. At, so, but you have to pick someone before the first day of the NFR starts. You have to give us one prediction. Win. That's yeah. your homework for, from us. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm taking JB Mooney right now. You can call oh, it here. Damn. Okay. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can't say. You got, you got a few months to think about it. We'll, we'll oh, be, wow. we'll be, hit, we'll, we'll be hitting you up when we're in Vegas for sure. Yay. Well, that's um, exciting. Oh, um, I was curious because have, have you met, have you met Courtney Dehoff yet? No, I've, I've been on her podcast. I've talked to her. Love okay. Courtney, but no, okay. we have not met face to face yet. Okay. I forgot you're on her show. Um, mm-hmm. But she, uh, she's been a huge advocate for, for diversity in, in our sport and helping, helping everybody out, like to, to change it. Cause it's, it's, it's not, I mean, yeah. I think we're behind. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like that's why we don't, like you look at major sports and you know how they have all these fans and all this other stuff. And then you look at the Western industry and we are just so small compared to those kind of events. And that's where it goes back to like, have we showed people that these are, this is an industry that is even inviting, you know, like it is so, I see so many people that are still trying to gatekeep the Western industry. <laughs> and you said gatekeeping. Is that what you, is that the word you used? And, and would you define what you mean by that and who these, like, you don't have to call out who they are really, but, but I'm, I'm curious on, on how we make this more, how we make it more inclusive. I, Cause I, we, I need to, I want to know. I think for me more than anything, like it's the perspective of, like I said, the little interactions that I've had with people just off of like having a different view than someone. And it's like, just off of dressing, like I did the campaign and, I remember someone, that's not how cowgirls dress, you know, and I've had those same comments when I dress up a dress on my TikTok. I remember it was, I dealt with it a lot was, oh, that's not how cowgirls dress. We don't dress like that. And I remember I'd made this video reacting to the, we don't dress like that. And I had like 20 of my button down shirts in my hand and I was like counting them. And then I just threw them down and I had a dress on (laughs) and I like was just dancing to the song because I was like, this isn't like, you can wear anything you want, you know? So I feel like it's more of the, to me, that's like trying to keep it where you want it to be. And like, I, and I, I just recently seen a post where there was this brand and they were like, um, wish we could make Western Western again. And I was reading the comments and the girls were like, yeah, like 1999 Western or early two thousands. And it's like, for me, it's, and I had to comment and I had to say, and I was just like, if you, if we go back to the way the Western industry used to be back in the 1990s and the early 2000s, women like me, honestly, did we don't, we didn't have a voice at all. Not honestly, we didn't, we weren't able to have a voice. I wouldn't be able to be the woman that I am in this industry if we kept the Western 
how, however you think it needs to be, you know, we have to grow and evolve and, you know, so, yeah. And what, what more do you think needs to be done that way? What, where do you see it in a, in a couple of years on the, on the sports side and on the, on the industry, on the, on the fashion side of things, where do you see it going? I honestly see, like, I see it being something that it's, it will grow. It will take time, you know, um, but I feel like it's already growing. And I feel like a lot of people are opening up to different things. And some, some of the influencers that I follow, I love just what they represent and how real they are with who they, about who they are. And so I feel like um, the more people that are mainstream hot topics, like Beyonce get involved and like, you know, have these rodeo lines and are bringing people into this industry that, you know, she, no matter how you look at it, she's raised people's eyebrows to horses. She's made people wonder what rodeo is, you know? So it's just like, that's how we keep it going. And it's like making these same people feel invited, you know, it's like, and, you know, I challenge those rodeo queens that, you know, are always, you know, making a difference as they do, you know, go to those, those, go to those kids house across the railroad tracks. If I, to say the least, you know, go to those kids too. Those kids need to know who, who you are as well, you know, just, like I said, and that's one thing I keep it real, but I'm just, yeah, go to, go introduce yourself to kids that don't look like you kids, you know, cause that's where it's like, it's not just, you know, and that's where it's like, I even want to see people that do host these events and they're trying to bring, you know, attention to the Western industry, make sure that everyone at your event don't look like you, you know, make sure that you have different ethnicities at your events, make sure that there are people, like I said, that, you know, represent something different. You know, so it's just like, like I said, you know, people have to really this industry for it to grow and to get and to have more people come into it. And, you know, cowboys and cowgirls don't die out, which I doubt they ever would. But you just got to, you know, remember that everybody can be a cowboy or a cowgirl. It's not. Yeah, it's not where you come from. It's how it's what you do and how you live. I think Mm -hmm. I think that's what it comes down to. Mm hmm. Um, I think I just had the thought, I, I, a couple of questions. So who do you follow in and outside the Western industry and who do you follow that isn't in it, but still has that Western feel or, or exemplifies it in your opinion? I like, isn't in it. Yeah. Like, like um, this, with Beyonce, had you seen anything previously with her with, with the Western side of things? Um, there's a lot of other folks like, you know, you're in a picture on, on the, on your today interview with, uh, with, uh, with Lil Nas mm-hmm. X and Nicki Minaj and they're both wearing, wearing cowboy shit essentially like that. Yeah. So to me, like I said, I, for, for that's a different aspect because it's hard to see them in the sense of, you know, other cowboys and cowgirls it's more of seeing them in the sense of, you know, that's their look. That's the look that they've chose or the style that they chose. Cause these are famous people. Um, so it's more, of, I, honestly, I don't know how to have a, like, I don't know. It's kind of like difficult to, cause for me, sometimes I, like, I can say like for the Beyonce campaign, I wish she would have used more real cowgirls. I wish she would have had more like, cause there are so many women in this industry, you know, instead of, just using all these people that are big name, you know? So it's just like that. There's always that, like, uh, cause so many people were messaging me about that. They're like, asking me, they're like, well, she's not even, you know, cowgirl. This isn't, you know, she's just doing it for money. And it's like, 
in a sense, like when we're influencers, you know, I know a lot of influencers that dress up as cowgirls for money. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's hard to, to say, but I'm, I'm like, if I feel like I could say this, if you represent, like, if you want to represent something, at least like know what you're representing. And I feel like a lot of them do. I can't say that I've seen someone represented and not know, but it's just different ways of representing it. I feel like we all do it differently. And um, I don't know. That's where it, it's growing and evolving. And that's where it's like, it's, I feel like I don't know because maybe it's not for me to figure out or even to know. I feel like it's, it's a way that this industry will grow and shift. What are your thoughts on, on the Bill Pickett rodeo side of things? Is that, like you mentioned that, and, and I remember talking to Murtis Deitman probably five or six years ago at the PBR World Finals. And I tried to ask him and he, he wouldn't really tell me what, uh, what things were like for him. He, he mentioned that, you know, he wasn't really, um, what I say, uh, I'm not sure the right word for it, but he said that, that things were pretty much fine, but they made him right after the, after the performance and, and, and they, they didn't mark him right. And it was all like, they just made it as hard as they could for him but he still kept going and had, had the best attitude to just keep going and, and keep showing up. But, but I, I look at the, the Bill Pickett rodeo side of things and that like to even have that is still kind of segregating things. Like we should all be inclusive and be able to go to all the same events. I might be way off here, but what are your thoughts that way? Yeah. I think eventually we shouldn't even have to have a segregated rodeo essentially. Like we should be able to all work at this, be at the same place. Right. And you know, I, at the black rodeos, a lot of white people attend as well. You know, um, at the old muggy rodeo, the stock contractor is a white man. So I feel like it's like, it's more of just been able, I feel like it, it's something it's, it's, it's given us that space that we didn't have, like that we weren't able to have, you know? So it's like, honestly, I don't feel like it's something that will go away or something that will come together and have, because at the end of the day, as much as comfortable as we'll all get in, in, with everything going on in the world, I don't know if, if it will ever be like, oh, we all just come together as one rodeo. Um, I don't know. Cause it's honestly something to wonder if, if our, if I don't even know how to say it, how to say it because we are divided. And I feel like I did have like a different experience going to like Oak Muggy Rodeo. And it's like, and I can say the least um, is like going to like the rodeos that I've been to, you know, being in the PRCA and that's what I represented as a dandy. We represented a PRCA rodeo. So we traveled to other PRCA rodeos. Like they're so inviting and so welcoming and like the love is there. We love our athletes. And so it's just like, when I went to like Oak Muggy, it was just like, not that. And it's like, so me, it was like harder for me to like, I was like, dang, like, you know, cause I'm like, kids look up to these people. These are people's fear influences on these horses. So it's just like, for me, the way that the announcer would like talk down on the people going and like the things that he would say, like, yeah, it's funny to him. But when you, when you go to rodeos, like professional rodeos, like you just listen to these people that, you know, of course we have fun, but I don't know. It felt so de- like, like, making you down like dang like listen to the way he is talking to them it's just like he I don't know it's I don't know it's a it's a difference it's a different experience Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot (laughs) okay um the uh okay the 
I, I noticed 99 in your in your email address. This is the the 99th episode of the show that we've done so far. We're we're, on, we're at 99. Is there a, is there a significance to that number for you? I just had some a funny question to add in here. Yeah, I was born in 99. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's kind of handy. So we had you on the 99th show. What one question we ask everybody before we get done? I want to put this in here, but we ask everyone what their definition of cowboy shit is. It's different for everyone, and we've actually started going on. Uh, on the side of uh, cowgirl shit as well. So you can make it cowboy shit or cowgirl shit, but we're, uh, we're debuting some cowgirl shit merchandise here in the next month or so. And uh, I'm curious what your definition of, of that is. Mm, my, <laughs> my definition of cowgirl shit. Um, I don't, I'm, let me think, let me think cowgirl yeah. shit. Like just like badass, like we're down to get rough and tough. And like, I'm, I, I do a lot of cowgirl shit. I like to think that I carry that home mentality. Um, we're just, I don't know. We're not the kind of females that you want to mess with or play with. And I feel like we're very stubborn people sometimes. I am at least. Um, but whenever you work with animals, you're just different. You're just kind of bred different when you wrestle around 1,500 pound animals. <laughs> and I can just say that just because I'm around a lot of city people as well. So yeah, yeah so I'm just like, yeah, I'm yeah, we're we're rough. We're tough. We're yeah, a little bit mean. Yeah. It comes just, with the territory. Well, you've had to you've had to endure and and persevere through so many things mm -hmm. to get to where you are and even even just driving, you said drive, you drove 16 hours to get to Pittsburgh from Arkansas or from Oklahoma. I don't, I forget where the from Arkansas. From Arkansas. And like and and then you worked an entire shift and then, and you did the show with us. Like I I'm, I'm impressed and I, I appreciate your time to, to make this work. Well, uh, thanks for being part of the show. And, uh, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for, thanks for visiting with Wacy. This, this has been great. And I, I look forward to meeting you at the NFR in Vegas. We'll be down there too. And I wish you the best for the rest of the fall. And, and, uh, yes. yeah, thanks for your time this morning. It was very nice to meet you. Jaya. Yeah. We'll see you in a few months in Vegas. Thank you so much. I am so high. I'm so high, I can hear heaven, and whatever, forever, come hear me, and they say that a hero can save us, I'm not gonna stand here and wait. <laughs> I'll hold on to the wings of the eagle. What's that? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just got to, I had to interject because, uh, there's a delay probably. Because, uh, yeah, the delay. <laughs> it's a greasy delay. <laughs> I, it sounds perfect to me. It's bad. It, That's fucking funny. It is, it is far from perfect, Wacy. It is far from perfect. I hate to break it to you, but, ooh, she's a little rough there, bud. It's a banger, not though. That you're rough, but just like no, I am. I know I'm not a good singer. Be, I know I'm. It would not. be less bad if it was on time. That's one thing I wish I was better at. Who, I don't know, man. Well, again, you <laughs> might think you're a better singer when you're on ranch water. When you're drinking ranch water, is the official sponsor of cowboy shit. So guaranteed you know, you to get better, you behind you the just, karaoke mic. Guaranteed. Yeah, just. You, you might not sing good, but if you have a few ranch waters, then you'll definitely. Apparently, sing. you should sing Tequila Mixer Clothes Fall Off is the song you sing when you're drinking ranch waters. Ranch waters. Nah, it's true. It's a true mm -hmm. story, eh?
Um, speaking of uh, official sponsors of Cowboy Shit, I guess they're not really a sponsor, but wait, so we got to talk about this. The uh, little bit of, I got a little surprise for the. Oh, for the shit. The Black Stripe Coffee. Yeah. New item so, alert. New item alert. Wait, so, yeah. Item. Tell, okay. Tell us a story here first before I do a right. big reveal. So, my uncle, Davin. My Uncle Davin, he lives in Vegreville. He's a photographer extraordinaire. He works for the county, but he also roasts coffee. And I'd say like probably five or six years ago, he started his own coffee brand called Black Stripe Coffee. So 2016, he, in fact. Yeah. So he uh, he sells it locally in like stores in Edmonton and Vegreville. He's got a few coffee shops on his roll. He's been he's doing doing pretty good. So uh, my brother got married in July. And my uncle Davin was the photographer of the wedding. So him and I were at a party and him and I always party good. I have a couple of pictures for my Instagram that I'll be getting posted soon of me and my uncle partying together. Anyways, he suggested we do a cowboy shit roast of black stripe coffee. And after some conversations between Ted storm and I and Davin, we have the first ever dun, 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 cowboy dun. shit coffee roast. Damn, baby. Well, that's cool. That's real cool. Actually. <laughs> This is like this, and and you know what? This is perfect timing for the fall. Coffee's good. Yes. You want to get? Do you want some cowboy shit in your cup? <laughs> you want some cowboy shit in your cowboy you some, shit? You want some cowboy shit in your you cowboy, cowboy shit? Cowboy cup. shit? Right? But yeah, this is great. If you're looking to try a locally roasted coffee, support your boys. Support Black Stripe Coffee. We got the cowboy shit, robust, roasted nuts. <laughs> It's whole coffee, whole beans. So make sure you have a coffee grinder. Yeah, you need a grinder. But this hey, one, this roast date, August seventeenth. Pretty it's a fresh. fresh batch. It's a fresh roast. So keep an eye, yes. keep an eye on the website. We're gonna be posting it soon. Try our coffee. We'll have it. We'll have it out by now. It's out by now. It's out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some. It's Buy out. Some, it's some cowboy shit coffee. Yeah. Get and you know cow- what? Make yourself you have some cowboy shit in, so, the, in the morning. Let me paint you a picture. It's origin South America. Asia altitude 850 to 1650 meters processed mm. natural washed and dried in the sun roast dark for varietal yellow bourbon mundo novo obata robusta all of the above whatever that means one pound i don't know what you're saying but i like it coffee. i don't know either there's also a pasanka <laughs> egg that's the vegreville egg. egg you know the pasanka egg. egg hell yeah egg. um it says something batch roasted mira batch roast, small batch roasted maybe I don't know. It's cowboy shit coffee. Get yourself some cowboyshit.ca. We might even make a promo with the coffee mugs. Let me make you, let me paint you guys a quick picture here when it comes to the coffee. So, um, I know this this fall time of year, uh, you got weaning coming up, a lot of brisk fall warnings. Now there's new, there's going to be no better way to start your morning off heading out to wean cows, bring them in fall roundup. We all know what it is. than a fresh cup of piping hot cowboy shit, black stripe coffee in your cup. Maybe with a bit of Bailey's, maybe with a bit of, maybe with a bit of Bailey's, just imagine this sun's coming up. You got your wild rig on kind of your fall. Just, I love this time of year too. Like ranching wise, nothing's better than a crisp fall fall morning. It's lovely. Sun's coming up. Horses are saddled. You're filling up your go mug. You got a piping hot pot of cowboy shit coffee in the pot. You pour it in. I saw a little Bailey's just to give you a little bit. Uh huh. Head out for the day. Get some work done. You'll be doing cowboy shit all day. While drinking cowboy while shit. While drinking coffee. cowboy shit. From your cowboy shit coffee mug. Wearing your One cowboy time. shit hat. Hoodie. Hoodie. Whatever hat, it may be. Cap. Anything. That's cool. But yeah, you're gonna want to give this a try. Maybe, maybe you're waking up in the morning. 
Sun's just waking up. You're going to the golf course with your cowboy shit golf Coffee. balls. Maybe you maybe, maybe you work in town. Maybe you got to head down to the office for the you're day. You're going downtown. Pour a cup of cowboy shit coffee. You want to get so you, you want to get going. You want you want to feel good in the morning. You want to be feeling like you're fucking deadly. Drink <laughs> <laughs> a cup of cowboy shit coffee, man. It'll get you going. I'm excited. I'm excited for that, going. man. That's cool stuff. That's really cool. I do like I do like the sticker on the back. It says uh, says death before decaf. Yeah, so hell uh, yeah. It's not bad. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Check it and check coffee. them out. It'll be on our website. Check out Blackstripe Coffee also. Yeah, blackstripecoffee.ca. That's what you need, baby. And on the there social the social medias. Oh, and man, speaking of new products, we have a whole new fall line coming out yeah. every day now. Great timing. So stay tuned. Yeah. When I saw Bill, uh, when I saw Bill today, he said that the the new hoodies and t-shirts are at the printers. Stuff is in the works, baby. The new patches and whatnot for the new ball caps are in the works. There's a bit of a ball cap shortage right now, so this selection may be a bit different. But we have a lot of new designs on the (laughs) on the way, so make sure. And things are uh, happening. It's gonna be sweet. Stuff's happening. It's gonna be. be It's gonna be. It's gonna be a cowboy shit fall. Yeah, we got lots of stuff on the go this past weekend. Uh, Labor Day is just wrapped up. After Labor Day, it's always kind of uh, well, but it's kind of the second Cowboy Christmas band. But even right now, we're in the middle of bull busting between the seventh, eighth, and ninth of, mm-hmm. of of September. But basically, like, I just had a full week of I got a, I'm in the middle of a full week of work between starting on Thursday in Pinocchio. We got Cochran as well with the crew this weekend. Wastes mm-hmm. in Cochran on was in Cochran on Friday, um, but we got like I got a, I got a full eight days in a row of events, mm-hmm. and then finished it up on on this on the eleventh in Millerville. Then we also got the Sports Med Golf Tournament on the 14th. If you haven't registered yet, there's still time. Make sure you get yourself a team in. Mm-hmm. Um, support the Canadian Pro Radio Sports Medicine team. Get on out and support, folks. Then That's a got, good way uh, to start your day a, before the Cowboys Golf Tournament is a cup of Cowboys yeah, coffee. Cowboys shit coffee. <laughs> then we got Olds, the, the Olds Tour Fest on the 17th and 18th. And then, man, on the 19th, boom, we're going to St. John's. Going to Preston and Lindsay's wedding. Week be in a, the a Maritimes. Week, week in Newfoundland for the first time. So if we have any Newfoundland fans, hit Wednesday. us up. We'll be out hit there. Us up, yeah. Let's and on the 22nd, it's our 100th episode of September. Our 100th episode. We're going to be partying in Newfoundland for the 100th episode. So. See, yeah, there's lots of shit happening, man. It's cool. Folks. I love I love yeah. fall for as a rodeo person. It's cool. It always means like it's final season. It's like kind exactly, of that time man. of the year where you got to dial things in. Stay on where you need to stay on. Get some cash made. Get the finals exactly cup series cfr edmonton pbr canada finals aggribition man she's gonna be a good one me a dandy of a fall nfr we're still still to find a few things at the nfr and then Mm -hmm. uh, wacy's gonna have a birthday on the 14th of december and then bam friends with on the 18th friends with bam boom shit's happening man it's good we're back things are rolling we're buzzing rolling we're happy. Check us out on social else? medias. I'm like, you, said I'm, you had a story. Well, about, I was going to talk about Victoria. About so I was just going to say, you know, you can get experience. shrooms delivered to your doorstep in Victoria. What? Yeah. So we got a, <laughs> we're out golfing on Friday. It's like a bag. We got idea. a bag. We got a bag of shrooms delivered. We we're just waiting there for us when we got home. It's on the front step. Really? And then we proceeded the to indulge. No, we like did the actual same? shrooms. Oh, it's a different one. Not, Not the caps. The Oh really? Yeah, we <laughs> did the, the actual. It was man, it was such it was so wild because you take some and you never know when they're gonna hit. Like so, I took a bit before we went out for dinner on Saturday, and like I was fine. Then all of a sudden, my food shows up and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> I couldn't eat. I was just like, this is nah, I'm tripping out, boys. But uh, and then we go and then we go into Victoria and we take a limo and we're just crushing shrooms and drinks on the on the limo. Um, oh, 
And all of a sudden, like our buddy Sean, like you know, you know Sean, uh, Krusty Cooter, you know him yeah. from his gamer tag there. He was eating like a like a like a maniac, a fiend, like chips. He's eating them. And all of a sudden, he we're just like standing in lighting in this bar, and he's standing up over a plant. He's like, "Whoa, man, I'm fucked up." I just hit him like <laughs> he's just going squirrely. He couldn't even like talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was so funny, man. Good times. Victoria, heck of a heck of a place to be. Good good golfing. Good times. Yeah. Oh, I like on. it. I like it, man. I got to get around to golfing at uh, in McGrath. What a, what a course in McGrath. We were really? down there on uh, Saturday morning of uh, Lethbridge. Yeah, Bear Lightbound lined it up. Bear, Tanner Burn, and uh, Bear's friend. Uh, it started, started with a B. Oh, I forget what, what the hell his name was now. I'm bad that way. Had a really nice round of golf, though. Mm. Um, um, really, really nice course, man. I've never been down there, but Bear's it's like, pretty man, country down there, man. McGrath. And it was just like kind of, there was just like, um, a bit of irrigation and like kind of some flatter kind of prairie parts there just south of town and then all of a sudden bam you just go down this little valley and then beautiful beautiful course so nice. we had a uh really nice really nice round there saturday morning i didn't shoot worth it worth the dang but then uh, yeah, it was a nice nice time so nice yeah yeah and how about zane lambert winning in in lethbridge a pretty outstanding time guys uh guys a freak did well guys a freak. He did well some good stuff, um, man. Good stuff happening. Some good bull riding going on. Yeah. It's nice to see we things picking have... up, you know, like lots of there's more rides at the events and guys are doing getting some shit happening. Yeah. And then we gotta have to also send out our, our thoughts and prayers and, and just well wishes to the family and friends of Amadel Campos Silva mm-hmm. passed yeah. away this past weekend uh on the uh twenty twenty eighth in in Fresno, California. Pretty terrible time mm-hmm. and there's been a been a few different uh people pass away in the bull riding game so it's a serious sport we often don't think about it that way but you know we were just at the glenn keeley memorial glenn passed away in albuquerque in march march of 2000 um he was killed in action mason lowell recently um as we all know lane frost you know then you've got um Bronner. yeah there's been a been a, been a few, a few yeah. wrecks and a, and a few recently. So, um, it is a serious sport, life and death every day, life and death every day. So, mm-hmm. uh, thinking of them, thinking of the Paris, family. Yeah. Yeah. And the country of Brazil mourning right now over the loss of that young man, very horrible accident. So send out our thoughts that way, but, um, every day we get to be alive is a blessing really right way so yes sir we're, we're very we fortunate i think we get to do this and visit with you all every couple of weeks and we appreciate you tuning in and listening and uh um i guess we'll leave it at that thanks again for listening to cowboy shit i'm ted he's wacy uh we'll catch up with you all in a couple of weeks it's been episode 99 next one's 100 so uh thanks for being with us this long and look forward to bringing you a great show next time stay well um till then folks we'll be seeing you